1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, folks, here we go. Coming to you from Las Vegas, another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Football's behind us, but college hoops, the NBA, NHL, Daytona. I know the boys are probably watching soccer. I don't think we should waste any time. We bring in our dear friends. John and Mike, as we head east. Hello, fellas. How you doing today? I have three things to say to you. You ready? Okay, one. English Premier League. Yeah. Two. Costa Rica Premier League. Oh, boy. What could three, three possibly be? Spanish Copa del Rey. Oh, We're man. in action, baby. Three games going off at 11.45, and then two at 11.45, your time, and then and then one in the evening, uh, like 6 o'clock your time. So, yes, we're, we're highly involved in soccer today. Uh, are you uh, involved with the Defensa e Justicia Botafogo game? No, but I will tell you, I did, they didn't have a – Mike was a goalie on Monday. Mike was a goalie How on so? Monday. He started playing soccer. Yeah. And he said – He was? I never played – he said he, he started playing indoor soccer. You know, it's this yeah. over 35 yeah. league, whatever. He comes in with his hand in a splint. Oh, I said, what did you do? He said, I tried to save my save the ball. So now the guy plays flag football on Saturday. 
and then he comes in on and then Monday he plays. He's he's he was the designated Russian goalie that never played soccer. So let me get this right. He's got a splint on. You're walking around in a sling. Uh, the sling is off. What what's Judy doing? Is Judy in bubble wrap? We, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I'm good, Brian. It's it's a little jam of the pinky. Um, look, I, this is really funny. The team, and we'll, we can move on to more important things like uh, the Duke Virginia game this weekend. But just a quick uh, ex- explanation of my soccer career. I played soccer. I think when I was six years old. You know, outside. Haven't played since. So They're short a goalie. Forty-seven years ago, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, and I said, you know "What? How hard is it to play goalie? I don't have to use my feet." And actually, played quite well. I mean, I gave up four goals, and this is indoor, so it's high scoring. Gave up four goals in the first half, shunned them out, got a clean sheet in the second half, and we ended up tying. So my first mm-hmm. ever uh, soccer performance. I told the team afterwards. And they all started laughing. They couldn't believe it. I, John, it's just words to live by. I mean, I, it's a physics thing, but I think you'll get it, and it's in relation to uh, being a subpar goaltender. Uh, did you know if you put a sieve inside a sieve, it's still a sieve? Now I know. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that my guy, David Miller, who was on the radio last week, on January 22nd, made a play, because we talk about sometimes it's not what you bet, it's when you bet, made a play on under 58 in the Super Bowl, and then people were calling here panicking that they couldn't get that right number on game days. It was 55 and a half. And listen, I will say, I, everybody was talking about how boring the Super Bowl was, how bad the ratings were. Not if you but have if the under. Bet, exactly. <laughs> if you bet the under, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, the like, more, more boring the better if that's what you got. I mean, my son was like ready to, he had one eye. I said, you ready to go to sleep? Yeah, I'm staying up till the end no matter what. All right, yeah. He did at halftime. I took New England. Talk about, you know me and my halftime strat. I did take New England at halftime. I laid, look, it was Pickham. Brian, it was Pickham. You watch the first half. Rams can't make a first down. I said, you know what? If I lose, I lose. There is just no way I'm not taking the Patriots in the second half. Did you concur with my decision? You got the money. I mean, did you agree at halftime? We didn't talk about it. I actually, I didn't. I just, I sat back and watched the crummy halftime show. But you said, oh, okay, all right. You know what? I do notice they were tripping out all the betters. They were making it over twenty-seven and a half minus one twenty. Yeah. That's a little trick in, in in football, guys. If you're listening, you know everybody thinks that the opposite is what is what's going to happen. In the second half, a lot of times it does. But, I mean, again, we know that most of the money must have, you know, obviously came in on the over in the second half because nobody would think that it would be that uh, lackadaisical in the second half. Um, and But, again, if you're betting as a business, you're not emotional, you're not worried about being entertained, and you had the under, you know, I don't think there's much to complain about. No, no, well, no, and at the at the end of the day, right? I mean, um, oh boy, that was really entertaining. And if you had the under, they go, "Why'd you give me the under?" I was entertained, but I, I lost. No, I wasn't entertained, I, but I won. What's better? I, I will say this: I did make a prop bet for it was a, I think it was a thousand to one or something on one of the field goals would hit the goalpost. So every time they're kicking, I'm going, hit it! My son goes, why do you want to hit it? I hit it! And then I also, I made, I made another, I made my one degenerate play of the year. Gatorade will be blue, but plus 375. What color was it? Blue. 
Oh, so another another W. Yeah, but it's not like you do that for fifty bucks. You don't do that because you have. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm just everybody. A lot of people made money on the over a minute and fifteen seconds on the national anthem. It's amazing all the different stuff that you can play. I don't know how Mike. Mike I think swept his props <laughs> in the wrong direction. In the wrong direction. <laughs> Uh, how about you? Did you hit any nice props? Oh, the one I I liked was um, kind of talked about it um, throughout the course of the week. It was like kind of a math thing. The the field goals were over under three and a half field goals, and they said, well, it could stay under the three and a half, but over one hundred and twenty two and a half yards for the kick would be the ticket. Figuring if Gerline gets one fifty yarder, then all of a sudden. Uh, you get three field goals to go over one twenty-two and a half. So we got got over the that was that was one of them. And uh, what about you on the game? Did you uh, who did you like, New England or the Rams? Uh, I did not like the game. I really didn't. I, I you know just kind of for giggles got involved, but I honestly I was more into the props. I I I, I took a I took a little flyer with the Rams, but I I was more much more. Uh, in tune with the props uh, per our discussion on the show last week. Well, and I mean, besides the props, I mean, it's funny. So John texted me. I wasn't with him. He texted me at halftime. He said, the Patriots can't lose the second half. And I mean, just from the eyeball test, and again, you know, I'm a, I'm a big statistics guy, and I, and I look at how the teams play each other. The way that Bilicek masterfully scripted his defense where he basically brought pressure and ran zone in the back. Golf had no idea what to do with it. The writing was on the wall. The second half, I didn't see. I mean, yeah, they could have got lucky, and they were still in the game up to that, you know, last interception when he brought, you know, brought everybody on that blitz for the first time in the game. But you could just see that he that they were out coached from the first play, and they say, you know, the the youth. But look, the experience showed where. Brady didn't make many mistakes except that first interception. And predominantly, New England's defense continuously made plays, and they showed golf looks that he never saw a season. But to, to attest to that, Gurley wasn't the same. He wasn't the same player we've seen for the last two years that had, you know, 20-plus rushing touchdowns. The guy's an absolute monster, and they're taking him out for multiple possessions at a time. Yeah, it was weird. Obviously something's up. Something's up. I mean they they just said yesterday that he's not gonna have off season knee surgery, but I, I just can't believe that a guy that is that good and they lean on him that much because their entire offense is run where they run the ball and play action is a huge part of their game. When they when they are just dropping back and throwing the ball and just passing, that's when they're definitely beatable. And the entire game, there was very little play action. Gurley got one. He broke one run early in the second half. Besides that, they were just completely shut out. So, you know, you put golf in that situation, and he just cannot get the ball. And, look, New England's defense played great. Edelman is catching the ball with nobody around him, and every single pass that golf is throwing, the, the defenders, the cornerbacks, and the safeties are literally within feet of the play, making a play on the ball. So, Look, New England's defense played better. Brady made less mistakes. And uh, at the end of the day, the better team prevailed. The better coach prevailed. I mean, he comes out, he throws that interception. It was the first time I threw, he threw an interception in the, uh, in the uh, Super Bowl, I believe. 
and then it looked like the momentum was going to go towards the Rams, pump them up. But then when you see that he would get, you know, they get a, a few gifts and they can't capitalize on their gifts, you just had to know going into halftime that it was done. So I mean, it was done at the end of the football season. Do you have like a final report card on uh, from the homework assignment? One forty and one nineteen against the spread with the dogs having the edge again with the juice means nothing it was a very rare year 54 percent of the dogs covered the spread i was just doing i had it all here for you 54 percent of the dogs covered the spread and um the and in the totals same thing i mean totals were a little more lopsided if you don't count all games it was 47 percent um to the under, it was one forty and one twenty four to the under. Um, so you had, you know, like a, a seventeen sixteen game edge to the under. Which again, when you're adding vig and you're adding juice, this is basically flip a coin. I mean, fifty four percent is flip a coin. I mean, I mean, you know, you want to break it down and you want to get to the bottom line. Anybody that was a dog better, okay, you're a hundred dollar better. You made fourteen thousand and you on your on your hundred and forty wins. But then you're going to take these hundred nineteen games and people talk about units thirteen thousand ninety dollars you lost so yeah you came away at the end of uh three hundred almost games and you made you know a little less than nine hundred bucks i don't see there's really no value what it does show and what does illustrate is that no matter how far out of the envelope the perception of all the dogs covering or all the favorites covering is that you know what? It's really plus or minus 10, 15 games over 300 or more game sample size. And if you don't believe me, guess what? Right now in the NBA, i got to tell you something, Brian. The dogs have an edge against the spread. It is a huge edge. Are you ready for this edge? I've got the legal pad out. 398 to 396. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that again. 300. At ninety-eight to three hundred and ninety-six and nine pushes to for a total winning percentage for the dogs of two games <laughs> after over eight hundred games. That's wild, Michael. You're writing. You're writing. No, I'm just. You know, you said the postseason report card, and I'm sitting here and I'm I'm being reminded on Monday when John sent me a, a text. That said, do you know that the baseball season starts March 28th? The earliest ever. ever. I'm Is so that pumped. right? I will be in Did, Vegas with you, and it'll and, and literally we'll be able to get down. It'll Did, be prop time. Did, futures, buddy. Did, didn't I mean I, baseball? I mean, like was the, 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 the first game was always in Cincinnati. Uh, now they got games in Japan or whatever. But it always used to be in Cincinnati, but wasn't it always like April 10th or something like that? So the way that they usually do it, and correct me if I'm wrong, the first You're wrong, Sunday you're wrong, night, you're wrong. No, I'm just certain guy. The first Sunday night baseball game, the season doesn't start for a week later, but they always have that right. Sunday night baseball game, is the Sunday before the national championship, which the national championship is usually on a Tuesday. So this, the 28th, because usually the national championship, I don't know exactly the date, but it's definitely in early April, is basically going to start. Uh, well, I will tell you, early. the Seattle Mariners will host the Oakland Athletics at the Tokyo Dome. There you go. Between March 20th and March 21st. It is the earliest opening season ever in the history of Major League Baseball, as in ever. The 2019 <laughs> season <laughs> will ever? debut. Listen. 
they'll they yeah it's amazing i mean just so my point is i am so pumped up i'm looking at i'm going to be waiting for camps i'm going to be it's funny we live in baltimore i go to the gym and i you know i work out and uh, they are they have like last season's games on and i'm sitting there and i'm like people are literally sitting there watching last season's Orioles games like are you kidding me are they put where you're watching the wins or the losses they're all they were all losses <laughs> um but 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 again this goes back to the guy listening to this radio show a lot of these people they i don't want to again be disrespectful to our esteemed clientele brian but a lot of people like they take this i call it the 48 hour break the I'm done till next football season. And then 48 hours later, it's like, all right, what do you got? You got college, you got NBA, what do you got? <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people ask us about NBA, and they say, we are really deep, deep, deep into college basketball right now. And, I mean, i got to just tell you, for all your listeners, we're not playing a lot of NBA. And, and, and again, I'm going to go back to those stats. When you're talking about 398 and 396, uh, where's the edge? I don't see it. I don't see the edge. Um, I don't see it. The, the line makers are so good. It doesn't matter how bad the straight-up winning record is. It doesn't matter how great the winning record is. It's all equalized. All these teams are basically 50% against the spread because the line makers, they're doing a tremendous, tremendous job, especially in the NBA. And basically I would say that you know if you're going to talk about edges and you're listening, you know, Spanish Copa del Rey today. Costa Rica Premier League, English Premier League. You know, there's more money going on these international soccer games, especially in the English Premier League, than any NFL game ever. You know, it, the handles are, on you're talking on a global basis, are much bigger. So now at the advent of the legal sports wagering outside of the state of Nevada, you know, again, you'll see a lot more interest in these games, not only because these people want action at 11.45 in the afternoon and they want action at 2.45 in the evening here on the East Coast, but because, again, if there's a line on a game, either side can win and there's a market. And when you look at the totals in the NBA for all you NBA lovers, it's the same thing. Brian, i got some really big stats for you. Over the totals, yeah, over and under in the NBA season right now, I'm ready. 401 yeah. to 397. The totals, 401 games have gone over the closing number. 397 games have gone under the closing number for a total win-loss record of 50.25%. Mm-hmm. Throw the season. juice in there. <laughs> oh, forget it. So my point is, you got 800 games, basically. The line makers have nailed it to the T. You look now. Well, I do believe there's a value in opening numbers versus closing numbers. If you're looking, which depending upon which side you're playing. Again, take the Duke game last night. Well, the line opened up at 24 and closed at 25. If you laid 24, you're a winner. If you laid 25, you're, you pushed. So again, when you're when these stats we're looking at, they're not they're not taking into account. I'm not saying somebody out there who's listening. They could interpret and say these stats are incorrect, not based on the closing number. Last night, the closing number makes Duke a push. You bet it three hours early, the closing that number makes Duke a winner. You have to be true to the. You have to really, in order to these numbers I'm giving you are based upon that closing number. Now, when I go over to college basketball, again, thousands of games, right? Thousands of games, Brian, and seventeen hundred and seventy-two. Excuse me, let me do it correctly. 1,785 favorites have covered. 1,772 
dogs have covered, <laughs> taking you to 50.18%, perfectly down the number. 64 games, by the way, have pushed on the closing number. Duke made it 64 before it was 63. So, again, when you look at these stats... I asked the listener, I asked you, Brian, I asked Mike, I asked David Miller, I asked Kenny White, where is the edge being married to I'm a dog player versus I'm a favorite player? No, it's every game it. Every game is a snowflake. I, I will just say this, and, and believe me, you know, you're going to hit the banana peel and hit it hard like everybody else. Um, mentioned this on the radio yesterday. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the Duke game or the Kansas-Kansas State game, and and I can only imagine the, uh, the calls you feel, John and Mike. All right, yeah, what do you got in a Kansas-Kansas State game? And it's like, well, you know, like Valpo played here at UNLV uh, earlier this year. Watch Valpo, got a look at Valpo. They hit the skids a little bit, and there were some mitigating factors. Why? Last night, they're playing Illinois State on the road. They're catching seven and a half points. They win by 16 outright on the road. So... You know, the moral of the story is, and and I'm sure it's the call that you got to make to people is, it, it it don't worry, it's the game that's that's like the Super Bowl. Well, you got to make a play on the Super Bowl. I'm a sitter. I had no. I for two weeks. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't. don't like anything I about it. I gave every single client the under from January 22nd to game day, and the majority of the communication on Sunday was, who do you like on the side, John? No, no, exactly. I mean, I, I, I literally, I mean, but I mean, it's the Super Bowl, and for two weeks, I went back and forth, back and forth. I, 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 I like things inside the game. I, I had, you know, I, I really couldn't come to any kind of, you know, with conviction, any kind of decision on the game. The point being, um, but but on that day, there, there were NHL games and college basketball and NBA games. Exactly. And you got an opinion. Well, I do want to share. I do want to share one stat with you. Please. Bowling Green is now 11 and 0 at home. What was that team doing coming out of the half? Your Buffalo team. What were they doing? See, this is the thing. Me and Mike have been analyzing these road teams, these ranked road teams. It's just really amazing. Well, it's like a bus saw. You're wa- you're walking, I mean, any team. Hey, listen, I did text you before the game. Right. And I, and I, I said they're 10 and 0 at home. They're they're a dead <laughs> Buffalo's a dead over team, right? But but the right. but the thing is and now you get for them, uh, you know, Nevada's really good, right? But but these are teams. This is uncharted territory where you're a ranked team. Not only so you're good, but being good isn't the answer all the time, right? I mean, you could bleed this out into different sports. It's the weight of expectations. You're in scenarios that you've never been in before. You're expected to win. And everybody is circling the wagons because that's the game they want on their resume to beat you. So you're getting everybody's best shot. Well, look, you're going to get that, especially late later into the season. The, the coaches are adjusting um, to the type of ball that you play because now you have a big enough sample size. You're in division play. It's hard to win on the road. I mean, look. And it's confident. I mean, Nevada, Mike, Nevada, it's, Mike. And I'm going to interrupt Mike for one second and say this before he continues. This is a spot where I wouldn't play the game. I would wait till halftime. Or because when you look at a team like Nevada, they're 21 and 1. They're playing Colorado State today. They're 9 and 13 and they make Nevada 12 and a half points. 
So you can make the analysis, yeah, they should win the game. The question is, will they cover? Now, if it's tied at halftime or they're actually down a little bit at halftime, then it goes back to, well, they're going to probably win the game, but are they going to cover? Well, Go ahead. I, but, I, but, I, but to that end, on that game specifically, again, Colorado State circling the wagons. It's a, it's a resume builder. Uh, it gets national attention. And the bottom line is, I don't know about the side. But I can tell you this, there's a Colorado State team that when they play their best, they score points. And if they're jacked up to play this game, they're going to score points. And no matter who they are, they're going to have a hard time stopping Nevada from scoring points. So, I, you know, to me, you sit there and you get blue in the face trying to figure out the side. Uh, the one thing is if Colorado shows up with every intention of beating them, this game's in, literally this game's in the mid-80s. And the totals, All right. and- you know. At the end of the day, look, you have to adjust with the line makers. And early in the early in the season, I had this really strong basketball system that we were doing extremely well with, and it was winning consistently. And then as the season went on, I noticed that a lot of the road teams that the system picked, not only the teams were not covering, they were losing outright. Mm-hmm. So we had to adjust, and and it just it's that hard to win on the road. Now when it gets to you know, conference tournaments and the games are neutral, that's going to be out the window because it's a much different dynamic. Of, we always talk about how the teams are going to travel, who's going to be there, is it really a home game, but it's really because of the geographic location of the conference tournament. But, you know, right now, the home teams, like, look, for example, last night, I mean, Illinois, a team that's just been getting shelled the entire season, beats Michigan State outright. They don't even need the points. So, Big Ten play, all these big conferences anywhere in the country. It's that hard to win on. And how about the Virginia Tech game the night before? Well, the Virginia Tech game was a little bit more unique. They lost a key player, and the other team was the 15th ranked team in the country. They came in where Virginia Tech was as good as they've been all season, and they've been undefeated. They lost a key player. They just could not play without him well enough to beat a good team on the road. I mean, at home. But that's a little different. A lot of bad teams that are not even good at home coming into the game that are playing against top five, top ten, top fifteen competition are beating them outright because anybody could win when you're playing on your home court. You know, we always talk about it. How much does the the crowd noise and the home field advantage matter for the spread? I mean, the same thing with Maryland. They were up against Wisconsin. They were up at the half, and I took Wisconsin in the second half. I mean, I, I'm not a homer, Brian. You know, I got I got to go with that favorite word, value. You know, I look at it like a lot of times, like these these basketball games, more so than the NFL games, they're like rubber bands. You're pulling them, you're pulling them, you're pulling them, and at some point they snap back. The team that's shooting 80% from the field, it's going to snap back. It's going to revert to the mean. They're not going to shoot 80% in the second half. The team that's shooting 20% in the first half, they're not going to shoot 20% historically in the second half. So, you know, you can get a lot more insight if you're patient playing these second-half games. And it doesn't always mean taking the team that's down. It might be taking the, you know, Again, because if you if you take that scenario in football, for instance, if I was just going to take the team that was down, I wouldn't have liked New England in the second half. I would have said, "Oh, I'm going to play the Rams in the second half." So the the the. But what I do notice is it is very hard to win on the road this season, particularly. And again, you got a couple thousand games under your belt. Now Maryland is a perfect example. Tonight they go after giving up a lead. They were pretty much winning ninety percent of the game, and now they're on the road again. At Nebraska. At Nebraska. 
number 24th ranked, 17 and 6 versus Nebraska 13 and 9. Nebraska's two and a half point favorite. Again, where's the value? The value is probably on Maryland. You still playing the schools with all the letters in them? Oh yeah, IUPUI. Well, of course, look, of course, that the same team. Every, you know what team we haven't played this year? Incarnate Ward. Ah. Are they even in Division One anymore. I haven't seen them. Yeah, they've gotten awfully quiet. <laughs> what is it? It's like no, no, they, they, got, they they put lines up. On it's, them. it's like soccer. They they got uh, you know, they got demoted, relegated. They got relegated. Nice. Uh, no, but listen, living in this little area, Brian, yeah. it's pretty amazing because when you add the extra games and the added games, you got more heads. You got Morgan State. You got uh, Loyola Maryland Greyhounds. You have UMBC. You have Maryland Eastern Shore. You have the University of Maryland. You have Towson. There's a lot of teams that are bettable on the board in this little. 35, 40 mile radius that we're living in. It's pretty amazing. No, and and that and again, and there's nothing wrong with you know going with uh, you know the teams you're familiar with, and especially if you find the the edge, and you've got a consistent read on a team. Uh, that doesn't mean you play them blindly, but you'll 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 have a feeling for when you think you found a soft number. Right. And now listen, nobody can look at Google. Nobody can check their phones. Where's Incarnate Ward located? Uh, is it Texas? Chesterfield, Missouri. Yeah, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, Texas. So, you know, again, the hype, the NFL season, What I, um, have you looked at the futures for next year's NFL? Are they out yet? Oh, yes, they are. So where do you where do you see the value in future prop bets? Of- Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Go ahead. Because I, I just wanted to fact check. Are you sure it's Missouri? That's what, I, that's what Google told me. This is San Antonio, well, well, Texas. Yeah, that's what I know. No, okay, wait a second. Now you're going to make me Google it? Oh, my God. uh, There is one in San Antonio, Texas. I thought it was in Texas. All right, you win. San Antonio, look. All right, Sisters of Charity. Wow. Wow. I got got to look. Even with Google, I get the wrong answer. Jeez, wheezy. Uh, so <laughs> oh what do you man! Think? That was... Alexa, where's Incarnate Ward? She had no idea. She just made up a state. <laughs> Telling me Loyola, Maryland. No, um, but, but we, I, I'm thinking, you know, you people, you people will trying to buy tickets to a game in Missouri. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So listen, you know, when you're are you, are you as a prop player, um, you know, again, I know you're a big golf better. How did you do anything on that last thing in the Phoenix Open? I actually had the European Open. Um, I okay, didn't didn't go well in the in the uh, Phoenix Open, um, but I had uh, the the European. The, the Phoenix Open. Did the favorite win or a uh, favorite win? Uh, one of the favorite. Yeah, Ricky Fowler won. Uh, this week. So what, this when, week it's when that Beast. team is a favorite. When when he's a favorite, what's the money on that? It's still better odds than a regular favorite in another sport. Correct? Oh, he was he wasn't the favorite. The favorite was seven to one. I'm thinking Fowler was probably. Uh, he's played very well there. I, he's probably sixteen to one, something like that. Yeah, so I mean, think about a sport where you can get a favorite sixteen to one. It's there's a lot of value in spreading little small bets across the board in, in golf, don't you think? 
Oh, you're you're preaching to the converted there, pal. I mean, I remember I was in the car with you once. I was afraid we weren't going to get to the destination because you were following the golf real time with your buddy calling you, and you had like an opportunity to make the score of all scores. I can't remember which one it was, but I mean, it can get pretty deep. Well, when you're putting no, well, up these little lottery tickets, and you can make huge money. Well, the amazing thing is, I mean, if you if you hit one or two uh, decent ones, the season's a free roll, the whole season. But you can hit the grenade. I, you know, knock on wood. Uh, the Houston Open last year, I bet um, Ian Poulter at eighty to one before the Houston Open. He shot a seventy-four and then a sixty-three, and he was four shots going into the weekend. And I'm like, well, why not? He's only four back, and he and the reason I was played him was he had to win that because it was the last tournament that guys could qualify for the Masters. So I had him at eighty to one. And on Friday, bet him again at sixty to one. Yeah, you talk, you talk about nail biting. I mean, he made an, a a birdie putt on eighteen to win the thing. But but no, I mean, I you know, I don't the golf. I'm all in. I I'm watching it all four days. And then you get then it's like the it's like the Super Bowl too, guys. You know, you're watching the golf. Um, you got matchups. So you, you watch them play on Thursday, Friday, then you bet a matchup on Saturday. It's the eyeball test. Who's playing well, who's not? My favorite sporting event of the year is the Masters. But my set, my, my but my favorite betting event of the year is the World Golf Championship match play. Because you watch them play. And then they turn around and, and two guys are going to play the next day. And some guy may have won, but he was lucky. And they right. make him the favorite and he's going to get killed. Right, but there are huge bettors that are treat golf as an investment and sit there and grind it out and again the risk is is it's like you know i call lottery betting you can risk very little to make a lot when's the next big tournament to key in on well, it starts tomorrow uh, pebble oh. beach 18 well when we get off the air hook a guy up <laughs> okay. this, this time of the year we have and if you're listening, you guys can call the office and we'll hook you up with brian's golf selections you got to call and you got to say Golf 2019. If you're listening, All right. golf 2019, not golf. Golf. <laughs> well, but you know, but uh, and I, I would say this to you, uh, guys, and I'm sure you apply this. Uh, and you know, you know me. I always tell you, I'm, I'm like an eyeball guy. I, that, that matters to me. I want to, I want to watch and learn. Well, this tournament this week is a monster tournament. Not because of the tournament. I mean, yeah, there's a chance to make some money on it this week. These guys are playing this week. And the U.S. Open is back on this course later this summer. The U.S. Open is at Pebble Beach. So it's one of those anomalies where they play the course and they're going to turn around in June and come back here and play the U.S. Open. So this is one of these things where you start watching today, you hope you win this weekend, but you also should apply some lessons that you can bet on in June. Right. And when do you get deep, deep, deep into the real, the horse racing that everybody, I mean, when do the, when do they start doing the road to the, the Oh, it's, the, it's, the derby? it's out there. It's out there. Um, and no, they're, the big races are coming. The preps, some of the spring tracks are getting ready to open up. And, uh, first Saturday in May is not that far away. We got a couple, a couple on the hopper too. You know, you always watch. You know, I also, I wonder what your. I guess you know we haven't talked about this, but now that you have legal wagering in nine states, they, it's not only legal sports book. You can correct me if I'm wrong. It's race and sports book wagering. So I would think that there's going to be more an interest of horse racing, just because it's it's 
unless you're living in a place like where I live, where you're five minutes from Pimlico Racetrack where they run the, the Preakness, I mean, it's not, and it's part of our culture here. I mean, there's a lot of places that they don't have a track, but they might even now have a racing sports book in the sports book. Oh, it, I mean, believe me, we're on the ground floor, all this stuff. This craziness now. Now, what about the tennis? Are you deep into the, like, no. the ATP matchups? You don't do any of that? No, I'm not. And that doesn't mean uh, that there's not real opportunities there. Uh, I, there's so many hours in a day. Um, no, I do not. How about you guys? I mean, I you know, a little, little here, a little there. But, you know, what, what I was going to ask you is this, this European golf, right? This, this, this European golf. When I look at some of these numbers, and I'm looking at them while I'm talking to you, I'm literally looking at, I mean, everybody, I mean, yeah, you can bet the field plus 200, but, I mean, the, it's Jason Scrivener is plus 900, and then it, and then it just goes up, 13, 13, 22, 22, 35, 45, 45, 40, I mean, it's amazing, like, everybody's, now, obviously, you can't bet them all, because you'll, the, the odds are, they'll equalize, but, I mean, if you have a, four, five, six guys to bet on, you can spread that money around and you can get some tremendous odds. Am I looking at the right numbers here? This guy Scrivener is the favorite? Uh, I apologize. Are you talking about European golf? Or European yeah, golf. Yeah, first round leaders, February 6th. Uh, Honda, Honda Victoria Open. Uh, no. That's what I'm looking at here on the diamond. Yeah, the Honda Vic Open, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, Cole, okay, Jeff Ogilvie's there, but no, I think Colsarts will be pretty tough. Nicholas Colsarts. But I'm just saying, when you look at uh, Colsarts, is plus forty five hundred as a first. This is I'm looking at first round leader. Oh, first round leader. So Jason Scrivener's plus nine hundred, and then like the next one's thirteen hundred. So it's like the only field bet is the cheapest spread is plus two hundred on the field. But I don't even. My point is, is that from a value point of view, if you have five or six guys you like. You can spread some money oh, around well, on these things. Well, that's what I, I mean, generally what I do. I mean, I, with with golf, uh, you know, the, you play a 20-to-1 guy or a 30-to-1 guy. But what I'll do is if I've got a 20-to-1 and a 30-to-1, I'm going to have a 60-to-1 and I'm going to have an 80-to-1. This week I got a 100-to-1. But the bottom line is if you've got you've got those four guys and you win the thing, win the event, your average return on investment is going to be in the 17-to-25-to-1 to range. Right. So for you guys listening and trying to make that lottery money, like I said, I think you got better odds with golf than you do the lottery. You know, again, you don't want to be one dimensional. It's, you know, it's not football insider radio. It's not basketball insider radio. It's sports insider radio. And, you know, we include horse racing, obviously, as the, the, the sport of kings. So, I mean, again, you, you need to be, have an open mind. And I understand that a lot of golf fans, look, let's, let's just be real about it. You're a golf fan fan and a golf player so you and you also like to bet golf the issue is to get the client that's listening that isn't a golf fan isn't a golf player wanting to bet golf from the business side of here it, i'll give you one from the fan you know what you get a four-day run for your money Go ahead. <laughs> and the peaks and valleys and the swings of emotion uh it's outstanding stuff hey sit tight fellas it is sports insider radio I invite you to check out sports insider radio.com 800 209-1679. We'll be back with the boys. We'll talk NBA and NASCAR and whatever it takes. If it's on the board, 
something you can focus on. one 800 That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, we're back with you, Sports Insider Radio. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Let's get back to the boys. John and Mike, NBA fellas, uh, you alluded to the numbers that the odds makers are doing a great job, but we got big trades, trade deadline coming up. Uh, every game's a snowflake, and every day you got opportunities. Well, as long as it's not snowing on Sunday, because Mike's taking a trip. Tell me about your trip on Sunday, Mike. So I will be attending the 76ers-Lakers game this upcoming Sunday. Wow. Um, I did when I got the tickets originally bought insurance. I didn't know if LeBron's going to play or not. Now I still don't know because if he's going to play back-to-back games, and he did play last night. But I I don't know if you caught this um, on any news publication, Brian, but all these fans are going crazy because he's trying to trade his whole team to get you know all-stars there. (laughs) Yeah. He's trying, to get, he's, chanting, trying to, he's trying to get Davis there, yeah. Right, they're trying to get Davis there, and they're, and they're chanting, LeBron's going to trade you when they're shooting free throws. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hilarious. But you know what? Right now, just like in the Davis situation, you know, the Pelicans, everybody's betting against him because he's not in the lineup, and they're winning. So it's like it's, you've you got to know what you're doing in NBA. And honestly, this time of the year – I purposely like it even more than football just because we have real sports you can make a lot more money with instead of just being focused on NFL Sundays where basketball, 
baseball's right around the corner. You got hockey, you got soccer, you got golf. And with baseball, I mean, year after year, we do our best this time of the year when baseball starts just because we stay away from favorites. We pay literally no juice throughout the entire season. And this this baseball system we've had for a few years now has by far makes us the most amount of money between now and September than we even do during football season. Well, and I would say this, too. Uh, Your system, that's great. Um, But I, I, I know John for a lot of years. You have this bizarre knack of getting the home run play in baseball. I mean, the monster dog. I know you can't. Well, I wait. mean, yeah, because again, per, because percentage wise, that those those monster dogs lose fifty percent of the time, which means they win fifty percent of the time. So if you go in there knowing that you're not going to get an eighty percent win rate, you're not going to get a seventy percent win rate on a team that's minus three hundred. If a team's minus three hundred ten times in the MLB season, there you're literally your the odds are is that five of them are going to win and five of them are going to lose. So you got to just play it out and. and goes back to your golf scenario. You're spreading the money across these dogs. They they give you free roll money. So, you know, if anybody's listening and they're, they go to sports, if they're not listening live and they're listening to this archived at sportsinsiderradio.com, you know, we have 200 shows plus archived. If you go back and you click and listen to these radio shows in April and in May and in June and in July, you're going to hear us giving out, oh, I think this $300 dog is a live dog. And then, yeah, sure enough, the next week, man, did you see they won 12 to 4? But again, the knack is that you're going with the percentages in your favor. And most people want 80% win rates. Most people want 70% win rates. But when you're talking about betting underdogs, you don't need that. You need a 50% win rate. And, Michael, I would just throw this out at you, my friend. The Orioles opened 300-1 to to win the World Series, and they are now 1,000-1. to Can they get any worse? No comment. Come on! You no comment. You're not. You're not allowed to have no comment. John, he can't have no comment. I mean, I'm so disgusted with how our <laughs> how our uh, management and owner has just gone about just gone about his business for the last couple of years. We just will not keep players here if they're good. He just lets them go. And we had a good team for a few years because we our farm system was doing quite well, and that's not even. Uh, being a factor this year. I really don't know. I, I hope it's better than last year. How about that? All right. That's, that's, that's something. That's something. Now, what I mean, do you know? You could care less. You could care less. I could care less. You know what the thing is? It goes back to the same old scenario. You know, they, we live in it in what you would call, a, you know, we're like in it. People can make the comparisons. Obviously, the stadiums are identical in Cleveland and in Baltimore. And then there's some truth that the cities have similarities. Um, blue-collar town, you know, long history, kind of Pittsburgh-like. People are looking for forms of entertainment. And so the thing is, from an owner point of view, you know, we they go. They go. They, they, they get people. In, but, you know, it was bad last year. They, they had an under-18 free uh, promotion they were running where basically, like, you bought the parents, bought the tickets, and they brought the kids for free. I mean, so they, they literally saw a really big drop. Um, 
in in attendance last year, and maybe that'll that'll shake these guys. But I think TV revenue is really, you know, what what it's about. But again, from a from a long point of view, the value of baseball is that look, there are the most games being played in that sport, 160 plus versus 80 plus in the NBA. And, you know, you're talking about 16 games in the in the re, you know in the regular season of football. So the, the streaks are your friend. And again, if you're listening to this the, for the first time or the millionth time. You cannot make money betting winning pitchers or what you perceive to be winning pitchers. This is my free advice, unless you're playing the first five innings. Other than that, if you're relying on the closers in these games and you don't expect your pitcher to be in, in the, and again, I realize this might be a little early to be talking about before March Madness, but this is about educating the client listening. If you're looking for an edge and you're looking for an angle, like, like Brian was saying, you have golf. You have NASCAR, you have tennis, you have boxing, you have the UFC. It's not, you've got to get off this one dimensional focus on football because, again, the reality is everybody, a lot of these guys, they're fans and they love football, but again, uh, it's one of the hardest sports to beat as indicated by the numbers against the spread that I shared with you in both college and in pro. So when you're dealing with that 50% clip rate, you got to go where the edges are. And again, decide, are you an entertainment better or are you somebody that's betting for an edge? Now, I know you, you don't, you're not doing tennis, for an example, probably because you don't enjoy watching it. But if you were my client and I had an edge and I had information oh, on no, tennis, no, no. I would I, try I, to convince you. No, 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 that, that you're absolutely right. No, I mean, I mean, it has nothing to do with sitting down and watching it. It's doing the homework to be good at it. Right. But, if, but if, yeah, I mean... Well, no, well, what I, what I, it, but you're also watching it. So. Well, no, but I mean, what, what did I tell you about Valparaiso last night? I didn't watch the Valpo game. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you, you're you're correct. I mean, it, it, and I, and I'm sure, and we've had these discussions before. These are the challenges um, that when people call, uh, you are trying to have their best interests at heart here it's like look uh you know you don't like this sport or you don't like this or you don't like this but this is what we're doing here uh you know do this do it this way and over the long haul they're going to make money that's that's the right. plan and right? regarding regarding baseball um it'll be interesting just like they couldn't make the they couldn't even their action out on the raiders in vegas or let's say on the golden knights are they going to have inflated money lines on Phillies? Are they going to have inflated money lines on the Yankees? Are they going to have inflated money lines on the Mets? Because you're living in that, you're in that tri-state area, you're right. So you got, you know, uh, um, or even on the Red Sox, wagering is now legal in Rhode Island. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the handles on these particular. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're exactly. Right. Can you imagine? Well, we saw that with the Golden Knights around here. But I mean, right. can you imagine, uh, you know, if the Red Sox are a dollar sixty favorite in a game here in most places in Rhode Island, are going to be two ten? Absolutely. So the you know the guy listening to this who's a fan and he's got all his Boston Red Sox gear on and he's all pumped up and he's he's ready to roll. The flip side of that is. I'm an hour away from West Virginia. I'm an hour away from Delaware. We're in Orioles and Nationals country, so it'll be interesting. So you have Delaware, for instance, to the north of us. I would call that um, I would call that Orioles country, and then I would say you have West Virginia, which is basically borders with Washington D.C. So again, you're going to see you're going to be able to if you're sharp enough, you'll be able to arbitrage these lines because you'll literally be getting a if you want to bet against Washington. 
drive to West Virginia. You're going to get better dog money. If you want to, if you want to bet against the Orioles, drive to Delaware. You're going to get better dog money. So it, it'll be interesting to see how these geographic inefficiencies play out. Oh, very. That was very good. Big, uh, word, big word. That was strong that, with that. What was that again? Yeah. Inefficiency. Oh, that was it. Just it sounded good. I. Yeah, how, yeah. How'd you guys make out in the uh, in the cold snap weather? I mean, we're immune. We're not like you know. I was wearing. And it's forty degrees. I'm wearing a t-shirt here. Yeah, but when, I mean, what, I, what was it last? Did you guys get hit get pounded with the the cold? Yeah, it was like nine degrees, six degrees. Yeah, well, tell them the temperature yesterday. Seventy. <laughs> Literally went from nine to seventy, and now it's thirty. Wow. But listen, for everybody listening, <laughs> this change in weather, <laughs> you can put a line up on it. doesn't make you sick. This is an old wives' tale. This, this is nonsense. With the kid, with bundling the kid, literally you have the kid looking like a marshmallow walking out the door on Friday, and then on some, Monday morning you have him wearing a T-shirt because it's 70, and they go, oh, he's going to get sick. Now he's not. But it is wait amazing. A, wait health. a minute. What do you mean it's a wives' tale? It's not true. Listen, in Nevada, it is amazing how you guys on the East Coast that now live in Nevada. I'm a baby. So, exactly. I literally was joking with somebody. I'm a big baby. On the weekend, I, admit it. I came to the office in a T-shirt. I said Brian would have a, a fur coat on. Right now, well, it's cold today. I mean, right now, I got a like a long sleeve shirt under a polo shirt with a hooded sweatshirt on. What's the weather? Fifty-seven. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold now. It's going to be in the low 50s, but I'm telling you, morning and night, it ain't fun. I mean, I'm not shoveling nothing or scraping ice off windshields, but I'm a baby. I want 100 degrees, and I want it yesterday. Yeah, before you blink, you'll get 100 degrees. Exactly. That's fine. You know, I'll have 100 degrees when you guys get out here. Well, it'll be For like, NHL, yeah. what have you been seeing new trends since the break? What have you been seeing? Anything special in the NHL? Well, it's a big front? it's a big three-week uh, time period here. We're, we're starting to see a couple of trades here and there. The trade deadline is February 25th. Teams are starting to make a push. Streaks remain a ridiculous How about the Flyers? Thing. How about the, the Flyers? Well, that's exactly right. So I was going to say, these streaks are, I've never Amazing. seen anything like it. It looks like a baseball standings I mean, list with the streaks. Oilers lost six. There you Ducks go. lost five. Flyers won eight. Yep. Uh, it's I mean, it's just amazing. No, it's, it's it's. I've never seen a hockey season like that. The one thing I will tell you that uh, the games will become more defensive in posture uh, starting now. Uh, the points matter. Teams are making a push for the playoffs, and you're going to get uh, a tie game in the third period. Teams are going to be pretty cautious with the puck. Uh, you know, making sure they get a point and get to overtime. So I would look. That would be the thing I would look for. I think uh, they'll still be crazy high-scoring games. And I, then you get these teams that are eliminated, where it's pond hockey and things like that. And they're not hitting, but the teams that are in contention, slowly but surely, uh, these games are going to start to trend their way uh, to much lower-scoring affairs. Where's Oakland going to be playing next year? Have they decided? No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but is it uh, the San Fran? Is it the Levi Stadium thing? Is that the front runner? I think that's the front runner. When are you coming to the Preakness? <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. He's going to come for my fortieth birthday. Hey, I didn't realize, boys. We're out of time. I mean, time hey, flies. Having so much fun. We're out of time. Yeah, pick up the phone. Make the call. As my partner would say, don't stall, make the call. This is the time of year where you can take it. I mean, we're out of time. Of everything. <laughs> Sports you Insider Radio, you're the best. 1-800-209-1679. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com.
It's the Vegas Board. Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump announced in his State of the Union address that he will meet with North Korea's Kim Jong-un in Vietnam on February 27th and 8th. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo joins Fox Business with a message for the North Koreans. Well, it's a real opportunity for the world. Uh, I have a team on the ground in Pyongyang, even as we speak, beginning to lay those foundations for the, the meetings that will happen at the end of this month. Uh, we are very hopeful uh, that Chairman Kim will fulfill his commitment, the one that he made back in June in Singapore, to denuclearize uh, his country. Wednesday at the White House, President Trump is nominating David Malpass to head the World Bank. David has been a strong advocate for accountability at the World Bank for a long time. He has fought to ensure financing is focused on the places and projects that truly need assistance, including